Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. Football season is getting close. We're like 40 days away, something like that. Getting close. You know what happens this football season, tailgating, all that stuff. Keep in mind, don't drink and drive. Don't do none of that. Uh, but if you do, find yourself needing legal representation. Marcos Garza and his law firm supports the podcast. They support Reed's Ranch. And they are East Tennessee's top DUI, criminal defense, and personal injury lawyer. GarzaLaw.com, 865-540-8300. Don't say guilty. Say Garza. All right, let's get to the episode. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his haircut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch, Thursday, July 18th. It's about 9 o'clock Eastern. Seth Hughes joins us down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. Happy to be here. Happy to talk to you. I missed you. It's been a while. It's been a while. I literally walked in my door about 15 minutes ago, put my stuff down, booted my computer so I could podcast. We thank you for your service. We thank you for fighting through all this adversity. I, I do it. I do it for you. I do it for the ranch. The people have asked for football talk. Yes. The people want some football talk. Everybody's getting the itch. It's impossible not to. It's impossible not to. Now that like the specter of Butch Jones is fully gone, you know, last year even, you know, he was still kind of hanging around. But now the the specter of Butch Jones is has fully has been fully vanquished. He's gone. We're now led by Jeremy. So everybody's excited about football. Everybody knows we're going to be a little bit better than than the experts are predicting. Everybody knows it. Everybody can feel it. Everyone knows it. Every, everyone that listens to this podcast knows it. And who else matters besides them? That's I cannot argue with that fact. So everyone can feel it a little in the air. That's why the people are itching for football talk. It's just July 18th, but people are itching for it because everyone knows that we're going to be a little bit better than people think. Everybody can feel it. I can feel it. I feel it every day. I feel Trey Smith mowing people down at right guard. I feel the clots of blood just thinning naturally. Naturally without the blood thinner that might put his life at risk. Just naturally. God touching Trey Smith. Saying, saying I put you on this earth, Trey Smith, to play football. I just had to test you a little bit. You know, that whole verse about God's favorites, tough times, all that stuff. That's you, my son. Now here, thin out this blood. He got through the valley of the shadow of death. And so did Vols fans, because we don't have Butch Jones anymore. So we're, past, we're through the valley of the shadow of death, and we fear no evil now. We're ready to go into the swamp and lose on a back-breaking interception by Jarrett Garantano. We're ready for it. We, we're anticipating it. We're looking forward to it. Jonas wants to know, how do y'all listen live? I don't have a link on Patreon. It's down in the voice channel, Jonas. It's in the very app that you're looking at. Not, there he not, is. He yeah. found it. Shout out to Jonas. Shout out to Jonas. We love you, Jonas. I'm glad you're listening live. We let the patrons listen live on the Discord, so go patreon.com slash reads ranches. I don't know if you saw, but it's also fantasy football season. I've... Put up three leagues. Two of them are basically already full. We got a $75 league with a couple spots left and might have to run a couple extra leagues this year. I'm in the $75 league. I just saw you tag me that it's an auction. 
or you tagged me earlier today and yeah 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 i just i just saw i just was able to get on oxen is the only way to go i don't want to uh bemoan this point too much but yeah oxen is where the elite minds play so i've always said i think of you as an elite mind so i didn't figure that would be a problem for you it's not it's not a problem it would have only been a problem if it wasn't an auction league. Yeah, you're able to get whoever you want, whoever you can afford. You get you get a chance at everybody. The true strategist will win here. Or strategist. Can I say strategist? Strat- strategist, I think. You can't say strategist? You can if you want to. Nobody's going to stop I mean, you. I already I'm have. That's now. true. Yeah, I mean, I already have said it. I can't take it back. I guess I could delete it, but... I guess I gotta appreciate the irony of calling ourselves elite minds and then me saying strategist. So whatever, onwards we press. Onwards we press. With the little football talk, I'm ready for BYU. I, I, I'm not even thinking about Georgia State. Georgia State's beneath us, obviously. Obviously, I'm only focusing on the Mormons, and we're gonna beat them badly too. How are we feeling? Did, did you pay attention to SEC media days? No, I did not because I did not have internet service at all this week okay. until at night. Um, nothing, did he say, nothing big happened. I mean, he he didn't have an update on Solomon or Gibbs. Didn't have a real concrete update on Trey Smith. Said, "Hey, he wants to play football. We're trying to get him ready to play football." Basically, like we're moving forward as if he's playing football. We're we're trying. We're trying to get him there. Um, yeah. He talked a lot about the GPA scores. That's you love to see it. To me, that's a little bit of a wet rag thrown on this fire, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, who, who gives a shit about GPA scores? I mean, I, it's not like you come out and talk about success from the 2018 season, so whatever. That's true. I guess just say whatever you can. Um, Flor- can you imagine how much Jeremy Pruitt hates this kind of thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you hear the slip-up he had where he uh, said something was gay? No, I did not, but that just... That just tells me I can me hear that you Jeremy... smiling. I can hear you smiling as I tell you that. <laughs> that just tells me Jeremy's the man to lead this program. To lead this program. Jeremy is the man to lead this program. What did he call gay? He he said that's really gay. I mean great. <laughs> and then just kind of kept awesome. it moving. That's awesome. I don't even know what he was talking about. He said that's really gay. I mean great. Just you know, just didn't miss a beat. Which made yeah. me think that he says that often in his personal life, just calls things gay all the time. Which makes me like him even more. Imagine how much like he's just chuckling about it at night, I bet. Uh. There's somebody at UT that's like, come on, Jeremy, you can't say things like this. It's 2019, and he's probably just laughing late at night. He's probably just laughing about it. So... I saw Florida was 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 you know was doing their typical was doing their annual you know they they were chit chatting you know about UT and pontificating stuff. saying that we're not a rival we're just another game yeah all that nonsense that they that they usually do as expected from the Gators um, all I have to say to them is that we're going to play them really close and then we're going to lose on a backbreaking interception by Jarrett Garantano at the end of the game so we're really going to show them. What a rivalry game consists of. You still uh, think an interception to a linebacker to end the game? Yeah, something or, like that. Yeah. yeah. The only part we differ on is that you expect the linebacker to house it. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. My, in my dream, in my dream, I expect him to just, um, you know, fall down. Yeah, no, it's going to be a house call. Yeah, it, that does seem more along the lines of the Gators. But we are still pressing forward, even though we, we know, even though we know what probably awaits us down in Gainesville. Onwards, we press. Yep, Georgia's after that. We'll probably play Georgia close for about three quarters. Look, you gotta lose three to get to ten and three. You know, that's right. That's right. You, you know, that's you gotta right. lose three, three to get to ten and three. Let's we just, just go. Gave you, go ahead. No, I mean, we just gave you two of the losses. Obviously, the third is Alabama. So we're going to beat some team like a dog at 9 and 3 in a bowl game. Do you uh would you rather have the Florida win or the Georgia win? Florida. I said Georgia. Yeah, why, I mean like Why it, do you say Florida? Because I hate Florida more. I know the Georgia game would be bigger. You just hate them more? 
Yeah, but like winning that Georgia game at home, like the things it would do for recruiting would be phenomenal. I hate the Gators. I mean, I hate both of them. I understand what you're I know saying. You do. I, I, I know you do. I hate Florida, obviously, but I, I hate Georgia too. G-Man, yeah, George- patron G-Man wanted me to defend that. So we'll go ahead and make that our first patron question. He wanted me to defend my take of saying I would rather win Georgia over Florida. Uh, the biggest thing that comes – in this scenario, we're assuming that you – or we're not assuming, you lose the other game, right? So yeah, I want to uh, have a big win inside Neyland Stadium. It's been a long time since that's happened, you know, 2016. Mm-hmm. Last year, I don't really count the Kentucky game. You know, it's Kentucky. No. No, that doesn't count. I don't count that. I would like to win a big game. You mentioned the recruiting that you can do. I'm sure that's going to be a big weekend. Um, the worst thing that can happen is you have a big recruiting weekend and then get your ass bit, beat by Georgia, right? Yeah. I mean, I know you can yeah. then just spend that, look, guys, we really need you, but that only goes so far. No, kids don't want to be losers. There was a study that I was reading today about how uh, we're now in a generation of fluid fandom. Mm-hmm. Like there's like 30 or 40, maybe even 50% of like English kids have two like Premier League teams in England yeah. over there now. And I think it here is. in America, it's the same way. Like if people just uh, wanting to root for winners type of deal, no one really wants to stay. The diehard fans dying. I think with recruits, it's kind of that same way of like, you know, you're going to want to win, right? Yeah. So I think getting a big win, win at home is the most important thing for me. Um, I mean, derailing Georgia's national championship hopes would be kind of cool. Beating Kirby Smart would be good. And look, I mean, I think Georgia's going to be better than Florida this year, right? What's more of a statement? What's more of a statement to the the nation? What win win looks better for Jeremy Pruitt? I would say it's the win at home against Georgia, right? Yeah, I, I I don't disagree. And then just since we're assuming that you lose the other game, I would rather win the game before Mississippi State than lose it. That's very true, too. Like, 3-1, and one, whatever, then you beat Georgia. You're 4-1 and one with a huge home game against Mississippi State. Beating Florida on the road, then turning around and losing to Georgia would, you know, not be a damper, but it doesn't progress you moving forward would, the rest of the season. It would dampen. It would, like, if you were to beat Georgia before the Mississippi State game, like, it would dampen the mood because Knoxville would be an absolute circus the week going into the state game. Like, it would be an absolute circus. That entire week leading up to that Mississippi State game would be awesome if you were to beat Georgia. For sure. Like, I I, I mean, I think, it, I think it does make a difference. Like, I think people still going to be excited for it if you're 4-1. But I think if you're 4-1 and, and you just beat the number three team in the nation... Now, maybe people an- would still be able to get up for Mississippi State if you lose to Georgia, especially if it's like a close-ish loss and, you know, you, you don't just get destroyed. I'm sure you can still have a good atmosphere, but I do think it would be better coming off of a win, obviously. I agree. I and agree. plus, think about the heartbreak of losing to Florida. Or think about the heartbreak of beating Florida and then, you know, being excited all, all week and then just losing that game. That would be sad. Yeah. That'd just be another, I mean, like, I, you build yourself up for something special and then you lose. I don't disagree with that at all. I, I do think that one thing we, we one thing we haven't talked about that I do think would be absolutely just next-level euphoria is winning in the Swamp, beating a top-ten team in the Swamp. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. That would be uh, pretty damn cool. Like, imagine if, in, imagine if the ball is tipped by the linebacker into Jawan Jennings' hands as he streaks for a touchdown to win the game. That would be pretty cool. Why are we tipping the ball there with the linebacker? Because or? because instead of the linebacker catching it to win the oh, game. Oh, you mean the Florida game. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the Sorry. Florida game, yeah. Like, that would be pretty cool. Or if that happened against Georgia, that would be pretty cool, too. I mean, beating either one is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but what's going to suck is that, so I guess if we beat one, that means we only have two regular season losses, and then we'll have to lose in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that would be okay. It's... To, to me, losing in the Sugar Bowl is not a big deal. No, I would rather lose in the bowl game. I would rather trade a bowl game loss for a regular season win. We've talked about this recently. I yeah, think. I mean, it's about the journey, right? I mean, I, It's about the journey. You get to it's New Orleans. Yeah, it's just about being there. The game is just kind of a cherry on the top. And you know what, Seth? I don't like whipped cream or cherry, so I don't really need that bowl win. Well, like Jim Chaney, imagine just the food he would put down in New Orleans for a week. 
everyone keeps posting these pictures of Fat Zion. We don't need to let Jim Chaney get down to uh, New Orleans I, for I a week. I haven't seen any of them. Are they sad? I mean, he didn't play in the summer league, so he was already kind of out of shape from all these press tours and everything. But he's he, they, they, there was one really unflattering photo of him on the bench wearing like a tight red Pelican shirt, and he, he looked chubby. He had a he's gut. He's always been a big boy. He's always been a big boy. Well, I know, but it looks worse now because he's like not in a. We don't really see him in those tight polo dry fit shirts too often. Yeah. Needs to lay off the king cake. Isn't that what it's called? I don't know what the hell it's called. I just think of gumbo. That's all I think of. That's right. And then whatever cake baby they had for the Pelicans at first, that that really creepy mascot. King cake. I th- so you think of gumbo, I think of hurricanes. King cake. Jazz. But yeah, that's what I think about. Shout out to Corey Gunkel. Um, let's uh, <laughs> shout out to Corey Gunkel. He almost died that one time, but he, he almost did. Did you see the uh, the piece today about how Tennessee's never going to be elite again? Yeah, but it's written by a dude that graduated from Florida. Did you it's read written, it? Did you read it? No, he's a cuck. I don't give him the clicks. I mean, I'll give him the three cents on the click. I'm not worried about I the won't, click. I won't. I it's, won't. It's principles, John. It's about principles. Some men draw a line in the sand, and my line is I'm not reading a story written by anyone that graduated from Florida. It sounds like you're doing a lot of clicking right now. I am, but not on Matt Hayes' story. His reasons were basically. Do you, do you want to hear the reasons, or you just want to? Yeah, sure. Ban, yeah, sure. You just want to boycott those as well. We'll cancel them afterwards. His reason was basically uh, the 2017 coaching search went poorly. Oh, okay. And Jeremy Pruitt talked about grades a lot at SEC Media Days. And Florida's s- coaching search went per- poorly. And Steve Spurrier compared uh, Tennessee to Nebraska. That those were his three reasons. Yeah. I mean, is there like the Tennessee versus Nebraska comparison is so just it's so lazy, right? It's so lazy. Like, yeah, the only thing they have in common is that they're both blue bloods that have been down for a decade or so. Like, if you go and look at the Rivals 250 for this year, there are more players in that 250 from the state of Tennessee than I that than I have bet have been in the state of Nebraska since the year 2000. Like they're not all they're not at all similar. No, I mean mainly that's, because- that's really the huge difference. Obviously, is Nebraska borders what like Kansas, Oklahoma, I guess. Oklahoma. There, there's not really any fertile recruiting grounds out there, right? Like there aren't Colorado. very many there aren't very many people like you know what I'm leaving Texas to go to Nebraska. That doesn't really yeah. happen. Like, I mean, it's such a tired and lazy argument. Um, like, I'm going to look up Nevada. I'm going to look up their their top 250 from the state right now. And let's see here. Let's see how many. So, like, for instance, right now, I mean, in this recruiting class, Nebraska has one commit from the state of Nebraska. He is the number one player overall in Nebraska. He's the number 46 overall player in the nation. The number two player in the state of Nebraska is a three-star, not even a high three-star. He's a middle three-star. That's the number two player in Nebraska. He's committed to Notre Dame. The number four player in the state of Nebraska is committed to Northern Illinois. Like, Tennessee has, like, there's, like, four or five guys in the top 50 in the nation from the state of Tennessee this year. Or three or four, and that's only going to get you know continue to get better. It's, it's 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 gotten demonstrably better over the course of my life. Like just the last ten years has seen a huge rise in the in the 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 uh, talent level in the state of Tennessee. I mean, Matt Hayes, Matt Hayes is a cuck. Like, did he get added to the hard trout? Did he get added to the hard drive? 
I think he already has some stuff in there. He's already in the hard drive? I think he I think he might already be in the hard drive, but I'm checking right now. Open up the hard drive. Let me know if Matt Hayes is in it. So there's so many guys that graduated from Florida, like Dennis D- – no, I mean Greg Doyle. I don't know where Dennis Dodd went. See, Probably Northwestern. Matt Hayes is not in the hard drive, surprisingly. But I've hated him for so long. He used to write – who does he write? Who is that article with today? Bleacher Report? Bleacher Report. He used to write, for, he wrote for Sporting News for years. And I guess they they had layoffs or whatever. I mean, he sucks. So, who cares? What do you consider elite, though? What, what do you consider elite? Elite in what? In football. He said that you'll never be an elite program again. Like, what do you consider an elite program? I mean, not not even saying I don't give a shit. Like, if they think Tennessee is going to be there or not, I, I am just curious. Like, what what do you consider elite? Top ten or top fifteen? Top ten, probably. Like multiple years or what? Because I mean, I not, don't think I don't think you can just be in the top ten one year and then consider yourself an no, elite program. I, I mean, I would say like maybe a couple times over the course of five years. Like right now, do you consider Michigan elite? Where have they finished at recently? I mean third in their own division, right, for a couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I would consider Michigan State has a better claim to that than Michigan has recently. Well, I don't even consider Michigan State anywhere near elite. I mean, I know they, I know they made one of those playoffs, but... In the last 10 years... Last, to, to, me, there's only, at, to, me, to me, there's only like five elite teams. Who? I mean, Alabama, Clemson, obviously. Oklahoma. Ohio State, Oklahoma, and then I guess Georgia, just because of the last two years. Yeah. And I mean they haven't, you know, you know, if you look at their last 4 years overall, you know, there's a couple of not good seasons mixed in there. I mean, I guess you have to put Ohio State in there as elite. The only disappointing thing to me about Ohio State is that they should have more won they should have won more championships. Like they were just loaded with disgusting amounts of talent and won one because Ezekiel Elliott went you know, crazy basically. Um but and yeah, they probably would, got lucky that Alabama was thinking, oh, Cardell Jones, the third-string quarterback, he probably sucks. So, yeah, I would include Georgia as elite even with nothing to show for it. But I don't think anyone else playoff. really has a claim to it right now. No, not right now, no. But through the course of college football history, like, it's never been this top-heavy, I would think. Like, no, no, I mean, I don't think so either. And like, then, it's just, it's almost to the point, like, it's absurd, like, what Alabama and Clemson are doing. I mean, I feel pretty confident that they're going to play for a fifth time this year in the playoff. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Like, nobody knows how good a coach Lincoln Riley is either. I mean, he doesn't have to beat anybody. We'll see this year of Texas being there. Yeah, we'll see. Like, Texas at least should be a, a formidable opponent. I know they beat them last year in the Red River shootout, but that was an upset. That was like a 14-point spread, if I'm not mistaken. That yeah. And then in the big in the Big Twelve championship, Texas. You never really thought Texas was going to win that game. That that Oklahoma no, was actually going to lose that game. No, they hung around though, right? No, like they, they did. They they did. And then Texas uh, either threw a pick six or fumbled like right at the one yard line that set Oklahoma up for a score. They were down six or seven when that happened, so that put it a fourteen point game. Like you just knew that Texas wasn't actually going to win. Yeah, like at, at least that's the way I felt about it. 39 to 27. I mean, basically, I remember feeling the same. It was 20 to 14, then 27 to 27 going at the end of the third. So it was 27 to 27 at the end of three last year, and then Oklahoma won 12 to nothing. I mean, Oklahoma won the fourth quarter 12 to nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember thinking the same thing. Like, oh, Texas wasn't going to do it twice in a row. And, like, I don't put much stock in the Texas beating Georgia either. Like, bowl games just don't do much for me in terms of winning, like what that means you're going to do the next season. I agree with your take there. Like, I think bowl games are fun, and I would rather win them, and they can probably help some in recruiting. But as far as what's going to happen nine months later, I don't really think it matters at all. Right. I mean, just theoretically, going back to our conversation, if Tennessee goes 10-2 and two and loses their bowl game, I think everyone's still going to be champing at the bits, ready to go next year, right? Yeah, like if I don't think anyone's going to be like, "Oh man, we lost to Texas in the in the Sugar Bowl." 
damn it, could have had a great season. Yeah, like if we go 10-2, and two, I'm going to think Jeremy Pruitt is awesome, regardless if we get housed in the Sugar Bowl. All right, let's uh, get to some patron questions. Before we do that, let's shout out the new patron. Shout out to new $5 patron, Troy Farmer. Shout out to Troy. We love you, buddy. New $2 patron, Lindsay. Shout out to Lindsay. We love you. And my man Griffin went from a $5 patron to a $15 patron. Shout out to Griffin. We love you, buddy. Thank you all for helping me feed my family. We appreciate y'all. Like we already said, already said, you get access to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. You get access to the Discord. We're going to do some fantasy football. Uh, I've got the talks of the Madden League coming back. Got some stickers still available. We're going to do some fun stuff this football season. Uh, you'll get access to the tailgate for the BYU game. I'll try to get us a bar tab going again for that. So uh, now's, now's the time. Football season's here. All right, let's get to some questions. Uh, let me look through here. Okay, Will Warren. We love Will Warren. Uh, says, love how Will. many consecutive five and seven seasons would you be willing to endure for one and only one national championship? I saw this question, and I have no idea. Like, I was trying to think. Like, I honestly don't know. Like, for one national championship, I don't know, like, if it would be worth, like, would one national championship be worth five straight seasons of five and seven where we always lose the same games each season? You lose the same games, and he says you go into the last game every year, five and six, trying to win a game to get to a bowl game. Like, I don't know. Like, that sounds brutal. I mean, that sounds worse than, like, going 0-12, honestly. Yeah, that would be awful. Imagine, especially, like, Let's just say you win a national championship. If you do five seasons of five and seven, how many of those are with the same coach? You know what I mean? Like how much, several, how much leeway? Several. I mean, it feels like all five of those are with the same coach, right? Or no? Like, does he get fired by year four? Maybe year three? Like, what what happens there? I would think after after like four straight years of five and seven, he's got to go. Okay. So I just imagine so you, Tennessee so you, fans just being, like, "Be careful!" You know what happens last time you fired a national championship coach? Yeah. Like, so you think that you've hired the guy, the man, and he just trots out there and just shits on the field for five <laughs> straight years. If you told me that, you know, your national championship winning coach left or retired, I could probably handle it a little bit easier because then you just go to the next guy and give him time and he loses. Then you can hire somebody else. But I'd imagine the program goes really into the shitter if your national championship coach just all of a sudden just becomes not good. Like, what did Larry Coker go at Miami after winning that national championship? What, what, what was his next four or five years? We're looking it up right now, buddy. Because, I mean, I don't feel like Miami's ever recovered from that, right? So, And they sold their soul to win that national championship. They, they let him, a guy who never should have had the head coaching job, be the head coach because the players were all like, yeah, we can do this ourselves. So, in 01, he went 12-0. and 0. In 02, he went 12-1. and 1. In 2003, he went 11 and 2. In 2004, he went 9 and 3. In 2005, 9 and 3. In 2006, 7 and 6. And then that was it. They said it's time and to that go. That was it. He went 60 and 15. And Man. he is universally regarded as garbage. He went <laughs> 60 and 15. And everyone thinks he's a shitty coach. Man, they went 9 and 2 in the regular season in 2005. So, like, that's not, you know, that's not bad, obviously. No. And then turned around and that six In the and, ACC. In that the six, ACC. That six and six season smacked them in the face. That had to suck. Yeah. To so just slowly watch that just go. Yep. You know, 12 and one, you lose in the Fiesta Bowl. That was the national championship, right? They lost that national championship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who did they lose that to? Oklahoma? Would that be right or no? Ohio State. They had that running back. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, Maurice Claret. Yeah. Maurice Claret. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And then just to kind of just watch it, you know, go a little bit down each year. Man, how much does a national championship mean? Because, I mean, I don't if, – if, if I could go back and tell you, hey, you got to give up the 1998 national championship, but you don't have to go through the last decade of football, do you make that trade? Uh, yeah, I'm taking it. Like, if Next. I tell you that I can give you eight and four as your max – you know, as your floor – but you're going to have 10 and 2, 11 and 2 mixed in over the last decade. 
and you don't have to see the atrocities of five and seven and God forbid another four and eight. You're trading that national championship? Probably, yeah. I was eight. Seven. I was seven. So yes. Yes. I wonder how many people take that same trade that are either a little bit older than us or or hold that national championship tightly. I just think it depends on how old you are. Has our last decade from 2009 to 2018, is that worse than going five and seven every year? Oof. I mean, really, we've had two. Really, we've had two good seasons in the last decade. Probably. I mean, we started out six and zero and finished eight and four. Nine and four, buddy. Nine and four, buddy. We beat. We beat Nebraska. And then, and then our coach, and then our coach got carried off the field. And you were there in person to see it happen. I was there. I was there. We started out five and zero, right? Yeah, yeah, five, five and zero. Yeah, probably it's worse. I don't know. I don't know, man. We've been so bad for so long. I do wonder, like, how much a national championship means to people. I don't know. Because it's cool to say I, you have one. Like you, but I don't think it's worth going five and seven for for the next ten years. Oh no, no, I'm not doing ten years of that. I mean, because that's basically what we've done the last 20 years. And, it, you know, like we just said it wasn't worth it. No, it sucks. It's terrible. And we even had some eight and fours mixed in there. I don't know. This is getting sad. We weren't well, really think it's, excited for football. I'm still excited for football. And I think we're going to snap out of it. But, like, I, the, the longer we've been away from it, man, the more I just want to win nine games. You know what I mean? Like I just want to go nine and three one year. Yeah, and I know that used to suck whenever we'd go nine and three back in the day. Like obviously, I remember how everyone would get mad when Fulmer would go nine and three, and how how big of a failure that felt like. Buddy, I would kill for nine and three this football season. Like I, I, I would do anything for nine and three this football season. We would have so much fun. That means like. We're beating Mississippi State. We're beating Missouri. Like even if so, if you lose to Missouri, that means you're beating Florida or Georgia. Like that would be fun as hell. And then after football, we get Rick Barnes and the boys. We get our top five paid basketball coach trotting John Fulkerson out there in the starting lineup because he got cucked by Mike White. I just knocked my microphone over. Sorry. So, I mean, that would be so much fun. Imagine that awesome football season leading up to our NIT birth. I'm really glad I never uncanceled Rick Barnes. I hate that you did. I never did either. No, I postponed you, it. Once, I did not. Once you start postponing and wavering on the cancellation, the cancellation is null and void. I'm glad I never wavered. No, this is the, this, these are not the rules. After all I've done for you this week, keeping you safe, you're trying to throw me under the bus. I have to, I'm going to have to go get somebody to take the knife out of my back right now. At what point do we hit jubilation as a fan base? Buddy, I'm hitting it at 9-3 and three regular season. I mean, is that it? Like, 9-3 uh, and it three is, is going to feel me, like... It is at this point. Well, that's what I'm saying, too, because I'm with you. Like, I, I would have unbridled enthusiasm, unbridled joy at 9-3. and three. I would too. Like just lining up and spoiling Vanderbilt's senior class trying to go 4-0 and against us. Just spoiling that. Taking it away from them. Yeah. Because by the way, how about that for a stat? That's really depressing. Holy shit. Vanderbilt seniors were at media days talking about how they, they have a chance to go 4-0 and against Tennessee. To spoil that and rob it from them. To cap off a 9-3 and season. I think that would bring pure jubilation. Man, that is a depressing stat. So, I mean, just the idea of trading all that for a national championship, to answer Will's question, like two, I think is my answer. Maybe three. I would do three. Three. 
I'll do three, five, and sevens. Yeah. The problem is we're not going to know that we're going five and seven, right? So we get invested every year. Yeah. Like, obviously, if you're like, yeah, you're going to go five and seven next three years, we'll take some time off. We'll check back in. But you're going to yeah. keep being there like, man, defending national champions, life's good. Oh, God, yeah. we just lost seven games. All right, bounce back here. Oh, my yeah. God, again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, one more time? Kick me in the dick. Yeah, that would be brutal, man. Holy shit. Three's my max. Yeah. Good question, though. What's a good question? We love Will, friend of the podcast. Uh, yeah, I got some bad news about Will for the patrons and the people. He's, he says he's not going to be able to do his uh, show me my opponents in football this year because of his wedding. He says it's going to well, be too stressed. Well, that's not bad news. That's great news. It's good for him. I'm just saying for the patrons. The, I love Will and Carly. I'm happy they're getting married. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying content-wise, he's going to have to dial it back a little bit this year. But he said he'll try to do the – some other stuff, but as far as like in-depth previews, he says he's not really going to have time for it. You know, year. that's another good reason why we should beat Georgia because Brother Will gets married the day after we play Georgia, I believe. You talk about a great weekend. Beating top five Georgia at home and then getting to see Will Warren and Carly go together in holy matrimony. So I think I've now changed my answer to I'd rather beat Georgia. Oh, Wow. Wow, that's all it took, huh? Well, yeah. I'm happy for Will. <laughs> nothing nothing, nothing prettier than love. That's true. I've always oh, said that. Mason Ramsey also at the Joe that weekend. I mean, a trifecta. Is that on the weekend? You can see Mason Ramsey Friday night. Jeremy beat a top five opponent at home on Saturday. And Will and Carly... Go forth as one in holy matrimony for the rest of their lives on Sunday. What more could you want for a weekend? Who do the Titans play that week? I don't know. I definitely don't know. She loves me for my twang. You did say Titans pretty pretty twangy there. Let me see. October 13th, Titans on the road against the Broncos. I don't really care about that. Obviously, I want to win, but. I now knew- I need to make sure that is when they get married. Because I think it might be the weekend before, actually. <laughs> I have the save the date on my refrigerator, but I'm not leaving the microphone. For some so, reason, for some reason, I thought it was the Mississippi State week, so I don't it, know. I think I'm off by a week. It might be the week after. Well, no, I think I'm off by a week. <laughs> well, no, I just think you're off on the Georgia week, right? Maybe. I'm pretty sure it's the 13th. We played oh, Georgia we played on the Georgia fifth. The week before, okay. Yeah, then we had, we had a bye week. Yeah, you were right on the weekend, but just wrong on Tennessee's schedule. Okay, okay, okay. That makes new, me feel better. New patron Tro- Troy says, "Would you spend one year in solitary confinement without criminal charges for a natty in football and basketball the following year?" No, no, I'm not giving up a year of my life for so Rick Barnes can cut down the nets. So Rick Barnes can have one shining moment. What if Hell you got, no. What, what if you got to pick the coach? Okay, if I got to pick Greg Marshall and his crazy-ass wife, then yes, lock me up and put me in a straight jacket. <laughs> lock me up and throw away the key. <laughs> put me in a straight jacket for Greg Marshall's wife on our sidelines. The only way I would do it is if people knew that that was why we won. <laughs> Yes, because then for the rest of your life, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, that, that's the only way I would take it is if everyone knew that I was sacrificing a year of freedom for championships and Greg Marshall's wife would be indebted to me for the rest of her life. Like everywhere you go in Tennessee, can you like imagine you that high, ovation. Can you imagine that double high five she would give you when you got out of <laughs> when she came to pick you up from prison? She's definitely giving you the double high five. That's another that's and another then stipulation. Her, and then wrapping like her wrists around you and like bringing in for a hug afterwards. Like everyone has to know we did it. Yeah. That's yeah. Why everyone has and she has to pick us up at the at the jail. That's, yeah, that's my two stipulations. Yep. Everyone knows that we bit the bullet for the people. I'm not even asking to be able to like gamble on it and like take our odds and win. I'm not even asking for that. I would like to, you know, sell some advertising off of it maybe, but like yeah, just I need I need some credit for it and then I would do it. Otherwise, no. No. I'm if not. everyone knows that you're the reason why your advertising is going to be lights out until kingdom come. 
Shout out to all the new patrons. Oh wait, we everybody. So we would everybody. have so patrons. Who would do the pod? We'd have to we'd have to Well, Will would be doing the podcast with Carly for that year. But I mean, that would be fine. Lock we us could, up. Lock us up. The podcast could be like a marriage like tips on marriage for that year. Yeah. Yeah. Newlyweds, their 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 tips on, you know, what leads to a successful and healthy marriage. Talking Until about our talking about our, our, I guess we wouldn't have any new husbands in prison, right? Because we're in solitary confinement. Yeah, yeah, thankfully. So it's not like it'd be about our husbands or wives. So Will and Carly could hold that down, but when we got out, I mean we would have so many new patrons. So many. Imagine that first episode back when I had to read all the new patrons. <laughs> It would just be two hours of you telling them that you loved them. <laughs> Thanks for feeding my family to the entire state of Tennessee. Oh, shit. I keep knocking my microphone off. I'm sorry. It's getting in the way. I'm just getting excited. Matt asked, uh, our country goes to war, but instead of clans, you're split up between every college football fan base. The same number of people... Who would last the longest or the shortest? The terrain is a 50-mile radius around your college town. Would we be set up well for that? I think I mean, we so. Got the, we the got the mountains and the river, right? I mean, do you yeah. want the river? I know you want yes. the river to like do like big cities and like I know people settle on the river, but do you you want that for a war too, right? To get supplies in and such. Yeah, so it's supplies and it's a natural barrier. Yeah, but could, couldn't more people get to you that way? No, they can't get to you because they, like, I mean, they can't get on a boat. They, they, they can't get on a boat and. Well, they're sitting ducks. They would have to do it at night. I mean, that's you know, a good six-hour window. Yeah, but like we have floodlights. We just okay, pop some okay. floodlights. Pop some floodlights on the Tennessee River. Nobody's getting across. I mean, it's like that episode of Band of Brothers. Have you ever watched Band of Brothers? No, I only read the books. You read the books. Yeah. But you, yeah. Did, you didn't watch the show. No, I only read the books. Okay. Well, since I wasn't, you read I, the books. I wasn't going to watch a war show with David Swimmer, bro. Oh, my bad. My bad. He's Ross Geller to me. He can't be a, he can't be a soldier. Come on. Well, they do that one nighttime expedition. Yeah, where I'm they very, have to very familiar with it. Where they have to cross the, the river mm -hmm. in the dark in the boats. It's just like that. It's You ever heard of a moat? Have you ever heard of a moat around a castle? Mm. That's what the Tennessee River is. Mm. The Tennessee yeah, I think, River yeah, is a yeah, moat. Yeah, I think I've heard of a moat. Yeah, I, I think I have. Well, you're the one asking if it's a good thing or not. It's a damn good thing. It's a natural land barrier. It's why, it's why the United States of America has never been invaded. Because they have a huge-ass ocean on each side of them. Well, yeah, but I mean, we don't have a navy. We don't have a full navy. I mean, I guess we could rig one up, but I mean... We're going we're gonna to requisition... The Volunteer Navy, all those expensive-ass yachts. Big Albert Hainsworth has a yacht. He's, uh, never mind. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. How far away does, how far away do we patrol? Uh, apparently in the water. Miles. Well, I mean, I don't know. couldn't someone just like ride up and get out before our fleet sees them? Well, then they're going to have to go through the mountains to get to us or whatever. Okay. I mean, I'm just asking. I, just, I mean, I, I know the idea of having, you know, barriers and landmarks and all that. Like, mountains. I know mountains are good. I think that UT would be well set up for it. I think LSU would be well set up for it, too, as, as Andrew Julian said. I think LSU because they're all crazy. The more and more I spend time on Twitter, the less likely I am to think our fan base would survive, though. Yeah, I, I only deal with the ranch hands. And we have the smartest fan base in the Discord. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I mean if you just got, if you just give me the ranch hands, we could hold Knoxville for years. We got troops. We got people willing to go. We have several troops. We've got about we've got like three troops. We love the troops. We've got a. We got, got more a, than three. We got more than three, by the way. We got more than three troops. We got a doctor. We got a lawyer. I don't know what good Jackie Clowers would be in war, but he's a lawyer, so he's smart. He could uh, check everyone's. Uh, surrender letter to make sure there's no hidden gotchas that we're actually surrendering. There we go. There we there we go. Like you know, um, they didn't know if they would write in their surrender like, "Hey, actually, P.S. You're the one who surrendered. Give us all your stuff." And we would have know, Jackie to fact check. Yeah, like someone accidentally signs it. I'm not blaming you, but 
Who knows? If it's hot outside, I don't really check things when it's hot. I get irritated really easily. You do. You are known You are known to be irritated. But that's okay. Make sure he has, make sure you, uh, he has a pin because you running around your five-inch inseam shorts, you probably can't fit pins in there. So That's right, I can't. We'll, we'll make sure that we have someone with a pin there on hand. That's true, but I'll look good, though. I'll that's look true. good. That's true. Imagine, imagine how good the picture of us will look. In my five-inch inseam shorts and New Balances, as we hold up AK-47s above our heads like the terrorists in Afghanistan do. You know how they always like hold them up their heads and like shoot in the air? We can do that. Who would be the uh, fan base least suited for this? Ole Miss seems particularly ill-suited. Okay. Auburn would because it's on the plains and planes are flat. So you don't you don't want to be on the plains. You don't want to be on the plains. You have no natural land barriers. You don't have the Tennessee River. You don't have the mountains. I would imagine Auburn doesn't have very many roughneck fans either. I feel like they're all Alabama fans. I mean, it's like a I would land say that, grant I would college. Say, they got some rednecks. I would say the same thing about Vanderbilt, but they're on the river, and you've already told me the river's great. So, well, you would have to. We would have to navigate the urban terrain of Nashville like we did in Fallujah. Obviously, yeah. Door door to door insurgency. We would have to mm-hmm. go door to door in Nashville like we did in Fallujah. Like we would have to go. Yeah, I read, I read that chapter of Band of Brothers, bro. In the band of bro, I mean, in the Batman building, we would have to go door to door in the Batman building. Clear. Ma- do a sweep. <laughs> yeah, in the Batman building, in the in the Grand Ole Opry, we would have to do that. But imagine how cool it would be to fly our flag from the top of historic Nissan Stadium in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. OG Matt makes a good point. Hawaii would be pretty tough. <laughs> Hawaii might be tough to get to. The vault, oh. the vault Navy, Albert Hainsworth's yacht might not make it to Hawaii. I mean, aren't they susceptible like in the air though? They are. Yep. We, you, we could Pearl Harbor. Well, I wasn't going to, you know, go that drastic. I was just saying, like, I feel like they've shown to be a little susceptible through the air. They have shown themselves to be a little susceptible to an air raid. That's a good question, though. That's fun to think about. I felt like an uncomfortable place to end it. It's a little Pearl Harbor joke. little Pearl Harbor joke. Just some casual Pearl Harbor joke. Let's see. Uh, we got anything else? Let me cruise these... Uh questions uh, wh wants to know who we think is going to win the wnba championship this year i'm is gonna go C- with the uh the sparks yeah lisa leslie and the sparks no lisa leslie's been gone bro come on oh my bad who's her best player lisa leslie retired a long time ago dude hey, who's the sparks best player who's the sparks best player you don't even know who the sparks best player is, is it candace parker no not anymore um sylvia fowles she hasn't really been playing lately um, no, it's that girl. Was that girl from, is that the girl from LSU? Sylvia Fowles played at LSU. No, no, not LSU. Um, the, the, the sisters, the Oku, Oku, Oku Mickey, Oku Mikey. Oh, from Stanford or whatever. From Stanford. Yeah. They got both of them. Derek Fisher is their head coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? NBA championship experience. That's my pick. Derek Fisher is their head coach. Yeah, and and they got Candace Parker, who you know is um, tested. Obviously, she's been around the block. She knows how to win. She does. She's an old hand at winning. So either them or maybe I could see Vegas taking it. Like Derek Fisher went to the New York Knicks to the L.A. Sparks. Well, he's 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 always been an L.A. guy. We all we all know that. Well, besides those couple years, he played for the Jazz. Yeah, he did play for the Jazz for a little bit, but that um, that girl from South Carolina, that Aja Wilson girl, she plays for Las Vegas. Oh, okay. So they're pretty good. Yeah, and she's been pretty good for them. I mean, who can forget them? Who can forget her? I don't want to say it's, you know, really cool since they're like, they're not really an expansion team. They've been around for a while, but kind of cool that, you know, they're good so so soon. Good mm-hmm. for Vegas, you know what I mean? Like the professional sports team, like they had the Golden Knights almost win. So it'd be kind of cool to see the Aces win. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. But my pick would be the Sparks, just because I think the sisters. They have have, both sisters? Yeah, they have both sisters, and they obviously know how to play together, and then Candace Parker is obviously still Candace Parker. They have have Elena Beard. I actually remember her from when she played at Duke. 
And I'll just say that, like, the Sparks probably feel a little looked over since the Clippers and Lakers, you know, this offseason got such good players. They probably want to make a statement for the rest of the rest of the city to know that it's their town. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Who who is who has the best odds to win the NBA championship right now? The Clippers. Do you agree with this? Mm, no, no, you don't. You no, don't. I would just say the Bucks because I don't know who I would say. Actually, I'd probably say the, I think the Seventy Sixers are going to win. Is what I think. The whole thing. Yeah. Why? I think they got the best start in five. But Embiid can't stay healthy. He'll stay healthy. He's been fine. He's been healthy the last couple of years. Now, I do think Embiid needs to lose some weight and get in shape because he gets worn down at the end of every year. But the the guy who could guard him better than anybody was Al Horford, and now Al Horford's on his team. And you say he needs to stay healthy. Getting Al Horford, who can play center, will allow Embiid to rest up. They won't have a big drop-off when he goes to the bench or he I'll sits out. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. They only got, wow. one, they only wow. got, one, they only got one killer in the starting five, and that's Joel Embiid. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I guess Josh Richardson's not a killer. I guess you forgot that uh, Sweet 16 run, huh? Yeah, I love Josh Richardson, but he's not oh, a true NBA not, elite not a Not a VFL, huh? The Clippers Seth, have Seth two. Hughes, Seth Hughes refused. Don't call Paul George a killer. What are you I just talking did. about? I just Paul did. George isn't a killer? He lost in the first round the last two years, bro. I just he did. He lost to the Jazz. Paul George isn't a killer. He let Joe Inglis cook his ass two years ago. I'm not I'm not listening to the 76ers. Like, they don't even have any good players oh. besides Joel Embiid. Al Horford's pretty good, bro. He's and old. He's going to have to be out there in a wheelchair. Oh, and by the way, Tobias Harris, ever is heard overrated. Of him? Is overrated. He's pretty good as a third or fourth option, though, bro. Yeah, he's a decent fourth option. And then Josh Richardson, a great two-way player. I like Josh. Don't I like talk him a lot more than Tobias. Talk, don't talk down the official VFL team, bro. Two falls in the start. Two falls in the starting five. What you're talking about them winning the Larry O'Brien Trophy? It's not going to happen. The very coveted Larry O'Brien Trophy. Yes, I am. Chance, there's a better chance that Jared Garantano does not throw an interception on a game-winning drive to the Florida linebacker than there is that they win the Larry O'Brien Trophy. It's simply well, not going to happen. Well, who do you think's the favorite then? The Clippers. Las name Vegas the, says so. Name their lineup, bro. You want to you pick apart? I'm naming their lineup. You want to pick apart the 76ers? Hit me with the hit me with the Clippers lineup. Mister 94 feet, Little that- Rock's finest, Patrick Beverly. You don't even know his damn nickname, and you're. I knew who you were me. talking about. No, I'm you ne- didn't. I've never. Well, I'd figured it out because he's the only guy who picks up 94 feet, but I've never heard anybody call him that. Well, I guess you don't watch as much NBA as I do. Who else? Montrez Harris. I hear, I hear you typing, because by the I'm way. Because I'm going to Beverly's, Beverly's Twitter bio is Mr. 94 Feet. How do you not know this? Montrez Harrell, Mr. 94 Feet. Sounds like, George, a, sounds like a championship lineup there. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, the best player in the world. And the fifth player doesn't even matter because they have the best player in the world. Okay, let me ask you a question, Mr. Yeah, Clipper. Go ahead. Uh, who, who on that team can get another guy shots? Kawhi Leonard, the best player in the world. Kawhi Leonard is great. He is not a playmaker. He's the best player in the world. Kawhi, and I'll Leonard, take Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard has like two or three assists a game, bro. Okay. He doesn't okay. make. He doesn't. He doesn't get easy care. shots for his teammates. And he I know just, Paul. I know Paul George sure as hell doesn't do that. Oh well, I guess Tobias Harris is going to do this everything for the Sixers. Don't no, the Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons will. Ben Simmons will. Ben Simmons. Will. Ben and Simmons. Al Horford and Al Horford, great passers. Ben Simmons is not going to be that good. He can't. He's not going. They can just double team Embiid. We had this conversation in person. You wanted them to trade Ben Simmons two that months was ago. That was before they kept you. Tobias and got Josh Richardson, oh, bro. And Al Horford. Al Horford can shoot threes too. Because they got Tobias Harris means that you don't want them to trade Ben Simmons. You told me this in person in your house. You wanted them to trade Ben Simmons. You told me this to my face. I remember everything. They're not going to win the Larry O'Brien Trophy. What does, have to do, what does that have to do with next year? You, you act like you pulled a, your trap card on me. You think you activated your trap card, bro? You didn't activate shit. I didn't, no, that has nothing to do with you, this. I just don't want you to waste any money betting on the 76ers I'm not going to bet on them. I'm just going to tell you about it and then remind you, uh, you know, 11 months from win. now. 
I'm gonna get on here. I'm gonna get on a dollar bet right now. A hundred dollar bet right now. The 76ers don't win. Let me look up their odds. If it's six to oh, one, you gotta give God. me six to one. I'm not. I'm not an idiot. Oh. I'm just gonna get on here 11 months from now and tell my dumbass co-host, "Hey, I told you so." They're not gonna win, buddy. You said the Bucks at first. You're not even. Your, your mind's not even made up. I'm just trying to. Well, save no, you I money. was gonna. I was saying the Bucks, and then I realized Malcolm Brogdon's gone, and that I think the Sixers have the best starting five, and they'll be able to get depth through the buyout market. They'll add somebody like Cal Korver or Iguodala or someone of the sorts. Yeah. Both guys who played in Philadelphia who will want to come back and win a championship. Those are some real stars. Just yeah. tell me who on the Clippers is going to be a playmaker. Patrick the Beverly doesn't the pass the ball. He can't, he can't break a defense down and pass. The best player in the world, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. You know how many assists he averaged last year, bro? I don't care. Do you really think? I know you a, don't. A, I know a, you don't a, care. seven-game series. Because facts, facts, facts don't matter to you, I guess. They're, they're gonna beat the they're gonna beat the Clippers in a seven-game series. They were so one fluke bounce away from beating the Raptors this year, bro. That's cool. And That's that was cool. without Josh Richardson. And sure, maybe Jimmy Butler's better, but whatever. Jimmy Butler was a ball hog. And that was without Al Horford. That's cool. And, like, Butch Jones was, like, seven fumbles away from being 6-0. and Nobody cares. The 76ers are losers. He was only one fumble away. One. All he, needed, all he needed was one of his seven turnovers not to happen. He just needed Jason Kroom to not juggle that ball for ten seconds and then drop it. I can't wait to get on here and say, hey – I told you so. Buddy, they couldn't win one with Allen Iverson. They're not going to win one what with Tobias that? Harris. What does that have to do with it's anything? Just the facts. It's just the facts. Allen Iverson and Eric Snow and Aaron McKee and Dikembe Mutombo. Aaron McKee is the coach at Temple now, I think. And A.C. Green? Yeah, I'm shocked they couldn't beat the fucking Lakers with Shaq and Kobe, bro. Aaron I'm, McKee I'm is the head, Hey, stop. Aaron McKee is the head coach of Temple right now. Did you know that? Are you just trying to, like, give me random facts now? Well, well, I knew that because he took over for Fran Dunphy after they lost to Belmont in the NCAA tournament last year. I think they lost to Belmont. Good episode. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Uh, that's it? That's 58 minutes. I love you too, buddy. It was a pleasure. So nice. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. If you believe in me, prove it. Time come and the time will come when I pass top show. Trying to pull your car, show your hand, keep it clean, it won't jam, understand. I know, I know you wanna be the bigger person. If all they wanna do is hurt you, show them how to trigger work or something. If you believe in me, prove it. Time come and the time will come when I pass top show. Across the borders of life. Now these ain't orders in case you don't get them right. I've seen what happened to us when they're having a lot. I had enough of the fact that you didn't did more with the scraps that was given. And they hate to see you passing them. Tax evasion, watch the cages, think you ate all we animals, they can't pick, they turn violent, spray the tech, and the if and for it, that was yours in the sand, is the relish. Let me tell it. Once I'm sure, it won't jam. If you believe in me, prove it. Time come and the time will come on a past chop shoot.
nigga, I feel your shit. Been feeling your shit since Felton put me on. I put him on dot. He put me on Crip. Was here since then. Nine years have gone. I wrote more songs than a man can't count. Trying to figure out how to put them out without watering down my brand. I wanna know, want my jams. Don't wanna become something. Don't nobody wanna hear, but I recognize this. That's a bitch ass fear. Why the fuck do I care if I ain't got your ear? Then I ain't revered. If I ain't revered, then why am I here? What if these songs you refuse to share all due to the fact that you insecure? Could have helped somebody out there like you see the world more clear? Let me switch gear. Allow me to use this feature to shout out one of the first fans that a nigga ever had named Felicia. I was brand new to the game, wasn't used to no fame. So it was unusual when I would land in the city and see you with baggage claim. Kinda find out you was working for Deltas and you got to fly for the free, and that means that I was seeing you like every show. At first it felt weird, but you was just so casual about it. And I don't so over the top fan, and I was just letting me know I really fuck with you, Cole. Today I saw you post some terrible news as I scroll. So this one is for you, want you to pull through. I better see you on the road. Mm. If you believe in me, prove it. 